Welcome to the Radical Global Marketing Podcast. In each episode, we go deep with the world's leading international marketers and discuss the ideas and processes that make their global marketing strategies a success. Let's get radical. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Radical Global Marketing Podcast. We've got yet another fantastic guest this time out, as I'm joined by Thomas Catherley, CEO of SPS Marketing. Now, SPS is a hugely exciting creative full-service agency based in Linz, Austria, and Stuttgart, Germany, and they work with clients all over the world. They describe themselves as performers, transformers, and performers who implement extraordinary ideas and campaigns for their clients with a passion, which is clearly evident in the work that they've done. Thomas is an inspirational digital strategist, and I can't wait to get into it more and share more about his experiences and insights. But first, as ever, a quick message from our sponsor. Now, the Radical Global Marketing Podcast is produced in association with Brandigo China. Brandigo's team of local and international marketing talent has been helping multinational brands achieve marketing success in China for almost two decades. This is founded on their unique, radically relevant China marketing methodology built on insight, creativity and flawless execution across multiple China marketing channels. To find out more about Brandigo China and how they can help your brand meet your China business objectives, visit brandigochina.com or contact the Brandigo team via email or social media. And we'll include all the links in our show notes. Now, let's get straight into it. Thomas, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you. I'm fine. How are you? Good. Thank you. I'll be really excited when you agreed to do this because now full disclosure we've done a little bit of work with you guys and the enthusiasm and the passion rubs off so when you said you'd do it I was super excited why don't we just start off by giving us a little bit of an insight into your personal journey as a marketer and particularly your experiences as you sort of to where you how you got to where you are now experiences around global and international marketing sure I would say my journey started uh, more than 20 years ago. Um, so I'm a learned internet or digital marketer. So this is what I learned. I have, I have not learned nothing else. So don't <laughs> ask them about, so we are creative agencies for space marketing as you introduced us. I'm not the creative guy here. I'm not allowed to be creative. No, I am. <laughs> well, but, but that's, that's unusual, of course, and uh, maybe strange. So I, I started more than 20 years ago working for the German Telekom in uh, in Vienna, um, working for a media company and building up their whole internet strategy also in Vienna here, then for Goldbach in Switzerland. And then I, I was um, working uh, or being an owner of myself in a company called Adversurve. They are ad serving companies. So they booked campaigns, yeah. a lot of campaigns in the Dach region for big clients. And then we transformed the company from this booking, manual booking, programmatic advertising was coming up and we said, oh my God, what's happening? So we changed our business model a little bit. We are still doing that today. And uh, so transformed to programmatic advertising, won big clients in Austria and also tried really to disrupt more than just Austria and the media business in terms of can a, a digital agency win a classic media budget or etat from one of the biggest ones. And we really tried that and we were very close to do that. And then I sold the company together with my the, the co-owners and founder to the Austrian Post. And after a couple of years, I said, I do something new. And then I found, we found, uh, so let's say SPS 
reached out to a colleague of mine. Unfortunately, he died on cancer, which was a good friend of me. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's a, that's a sad story, but, but what we had is I had two days with the SPS team. So they, they wanted to know how digital marketing is working. So I have, I have a digital marketing, let's say presentation course. So how, however you call that. And, um, and then they said, stay and help us building it up and we learn to love each other because I'm a digital marketer and you know how digital marketing is working. And then you have excellent creative guys. So, you know, this is, I mean, I'm in awe every time I see what they are doing. I'm really, mm -hmm. so the passion they do that, the way they do that. And, and at some point we, we, we understood that we are really fitting well together because I can help them building up digital marketing, you know, COVID. I don't want to talk about COVID a lot, but it's, we, we were doing trade shows, et cetera. Everything was gone. Clients were asking, how do we reach out now? Mm -hmm. And in the B2B sector, so industry B2B, I found out and also SPS that they are having not really the setup you, you were thinking they should have. Yeah. So, so this changed. We changed as SPS marketing. We means I was also getting into, meanwhile, I'm also CEO and also uh, owner, part owner of uh, SPS marketing. And we changed and transformed all our clients also into the digital communication, also uh, marketing and campaigns, building up a team. I guess we are now having around seven people. We had nobody when I started. And I really love that. This is part of my what drives me is building up something. And of course, I, I, I did that before. But uh, doing that on B2B, B2B was never on my focus. So I'm always B2C clients, Migro in Switzerland, Ikea in Austria, Bosch Siemens Haushaltsgerät in, uh, in, in, in Germany. So this is what my mindset was. B2B was complicated, small, didn't want to do that maybe. I never thought about it. I would say this is the right description. And it changed completely. I really grew into that and I, it, it, it drives me, satisfies me if we can run good campaigns on the digital marketing side or build good, great campaigns, great shows for our clients. Um, and I guess we're doing a pretty good job. I'm, I'm happy how, how it developed, to be honest. Sure, for sure. You mentioned some quite big global names just then in terms of brands that you that you've worked with previously was that were, were those brands some of your first exposure to working at an international level from a no from a marketing I, or brand I, I, no i worked before but on a global scale like yeah. uh, for magna for example so magna is our i would say our biggest client and the first one who really stepped into the digital marketing strategy um, we do that now i would say nearly for every client uh, we are having we won also a couple of new ones because we do that so it was oh, boring. Okay. i changed also completely the way we sell uh, ourselves now and, uh, the things we are doing uh, so magna on the global side so saying north america europe recruiting let's say india we had uh, recently started a, a or or launched a campaign in 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 india starting with the whole uh, corporate identity because there's a franchise between magna and a local a local vendor in india uh, and then china with you guys this kind of exploration this global view i have not have before but still it's digital marketing so from a digital yeah. marketing perspective i would say we do that really good and we did rachel's uh, around the world for magna also in the past at the the ces in 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 vegas the shanghai auto show or Beijing. i guess it's changing all the time from shanghai Beijing, and and uh, so this is not we, we we were always international focused and um that's also a little bit the story which is changing within our 
agency, I guess the mindset from being a company in Austria, Linz, which is not the capital of, Aus of Austria. It's somewhere near two hours, but it's, it's, uh, it's of course not the normally you would say take Vienna because it's obvious for Austria. And then we are not an Austrian company. Of course, we, the employees are, but we are international focused. We're talking <laughs> a lot of English, of course, because our clients around the world are, are doing that. We are having people. So I have one new colleague is from Swansea, from uh, Swansea, from, from Wales, then uh, Amy from Detroit, Victoria from Ukraine. So we are really, I, I like to have this international focus. And that's also the reason why we are, so why I also like this E3 network, the part we are in. So this network, we are both are Brandigo and SPS Marketing, this network of private agencies sharing and trying to help each other to develop even more on, on benefit and, 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 and ideas and, and concepts, which I really like the aspect of that. And to, you, you feel this world, you can touch it. I was there a couple of weeks ago, the new Indian agency to touch it. So this global aspect is really something for me new, but it's really, it's great. It's, it's just awesome. And I guess, I guess it's really the, the way we do that is uh, is very good. I guess the clients are also satisfied, and uh, we can handle that very good. So this is this is excellent timing to have this conversation with you as well. Then while the while the kind of the agency that you represent makes that shift towards so yes. towards a kind of international outlook. Just for the benefit of the listeners, really quick, what does Magna do? What what Magna industry are they in? Third, I guess the third largest automotive supplier in the world. So oh, cool. they are really, they are really, so they are around the world. They have more than 400 uh, locations, offices, manufacturers around the, the world. They have uh, 160,000 employees around the world. And, um, yeah, and they are doing for, they have a complete vehicle manufacturer. So basically they can build you a whole car. So they did it wow. for BMW the last couple of years. I don't know how their actual contract status is, et cetera, but they, I know that they, 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 they do that also here in Austria, but they do that around the world. Yeah. So this is from powertrains to interiors from car exteriors. It's also great for me because I'm always on the digital side of things. You know, you can touch that what I'm doing here, but seeing that and having that, it's really, it makes me also, it also, this kind of, I, I never thought that I missed something, but this is something you really get out of this. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. I, I worked in B2B all my career. So like you, I, I'm, I'm over 20 years in to my marketing career. I started out as a PR specialist, but one of the things that really attracted me to B2B is, is working with client, with businesses like Magda, as you explained, and that kind of, tangible product that output that they have that you can see and touch and see where it fits within the broader global industry and stuff like that i just find that immensely fascinating and, and really rewarding and my my wife tells me i need to get out more and she's probably right <laughs> <laughs> well I, I this is i this fascinating so i worked for ikea before and i was really proud to win this because we really won against big network agencies as a really small Austrian local hero and we won the, the display etat from, from them, which was not possible. It was against Mediacom. It was against Denso. It's not possible. All right. But in comparison to Magnetis, this is easy. Honestly, it's easy. Yeah. Because basically IKEA, they have the target groups. You need to specify that. You need to address that. But, but finding the 200 engineers of an OEM of a, one of the bigger automotive uh, companies, because they are planning something, you know that, and you need to attract them to get in an engagement because you don't have it for any reason. And this is just hypothetical, but this is how the process yeah, yeah. works. 
terms of how your concept is. Is this, this is crazy, right? So this is something we really, and then the, the this year, so in E3, we, we, we won the best of international award gold. Congratulations. Um, Thank you, thank you. And it was not on Magna; it was uh, on Lincoln Electrics. And we made the so their world skills. Nobody knows about that. I presented it a couple of times now. So this is like the world championship of manufacturing. So, so welling, it's flower, so flower and gardening. They're really these typical jobs, and they're coming from all over the world. Welling. So I mean, it's just. Just imagine how that works. So from, they came from China, I guess from really from all, all parts of the, like Olympic games, they're coming together. They need to do well something and then they get a gold, silver and bronze medalist out of this. And they are, they are not doing it for welling. Like the, the world skills are for, I guess, 20, 40, 50 different kind of manufacturing works. So, and there, this is even to know that this is happening, how great and big that is. We having the possibility to display how we can organize something like that in terms of communication concept of, of terms of how you build it up. It's just, it's really, I, I hope you feel that it's still burning in me being part of that. I was not. One, I did not do any of, of, of these concepts because only the digital marketing part is my part here. <laughs> but it was just, just looking into the, the passion of my guys, of the guys of the creative, uh, creative department, the, the strategy, the concepts, uh, made of, of the, of the guys. They really deserved to get this gold BOE this, this year, I, I thought. So it was really awesome. It was really awesome. Fantastic. We're going to come in. I'm going to, I'm going to bring you back to some of that a little bit sure. more in the podcast because I want to get into some of those details. Sure. Before we do that, thinking back to you, you mentioned you worked with Ikea in the past as, as one example. There's obviously opportunities and challenges that come with working with global brands just like that. What When you first started to have experience working with that sort of brand, take me through how that felt. What were some of the opportunities and what were some of the challenges that you, you felt you faced? Yeah, I mean, the opportunity was was clearly. So I'm I'm a competitive guy. I'm a maximum competitive guy. So you <laughs> can. And so one of my favorite books is Winning from Grover. This is one of the coaches from Michael, uh, Michael Jordan. And um, I'm a sports guy. So this is my my hidden passion as well. So winning, I'm all about winning. And it's also transforming into into this agency life. That's the one thing. So being second in the pitch is always bad, right? So nobody is oh. happy and he's not winning it. So this is all about winning. So when I went into this IKEA stuff, I, I, I just remember how that how that happened. They called us as AdReserve. This was the name of the company. And they said, I need to change something because the big networks are not delivering the right numbers, my learnings. I don't, I need to have another setup. And I passed by and three, three, uh, weeks later, they signed the contract with me. And from this point on, working with them was awesome and great. So we, we transformed Austria as a test market the first time from classic insertion order bookings in digital marketing to programmatic advertising in their own system, their own technologies. And we were working with all the technologies. So from Google to Adform, anyways, they are just names. Yeah. So, but it's like 17 technologies, I guess it was at some point. So this is, and I had the guys who could use that. So you always need somebody to, to handle that. And we did that. That was the really good thing. So this was a, this was like, they were, the, the market freaked out. In my, in, 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 so from my perspective, I know it's my bubble, but they freaked out. So the, the big network agencies, they called us, they were angry. They were not satisfied. So this, but this was driving me. It was cool. Yeah. That was really great. But then of course the downside. So when it then started to transform to international, we were not big enough. 
And I was angry mm-hmm. because I knew that, that I was not big enough and I was not fast enough to grow. And uh, it will not happen a second time. I can assure <laughs> it's a lifelong experience. So for me, in my head, I know that uh, there are certain expectations and I need to deliver that. And there are some some soft check marks. You still you don't think about it because you think it doesn't matter. You, I, can, I can go to IKEA North America and do the same thing. It's not a problem. It's really not a problem. You can do that from Vienna. If they say you need somebody in New York or in LA, it's no problem. Sit somebody there and do that. Uh, we explored home office way before before the before pandemic uh, pandemic started. So it was not never a problem at all so this was of course the downside and then then having somebody on the other side thinking that you are not big enough to can even set up a technical environment it was crazy it drove me crazy yeah so i i really went up there to malmo i tried to convince them in certain calls so of course what you need is an international setup you need to have an international story and this is what we are having here now and i'm really so magna is definitely bigger than ikea even if ikea is the bigger name but if you see what we can do and what we do now for them that's just crazy that's just uh i'm 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 really excited not only that we do that i started in the late of 2020 the first time touching SPS. So 21, 22, so 21, 22, we started to try to get Magna on this digital marketing course with the strategy development and first. And then within a year, we are now at the point where we're really looking into data, visualizing things they never thought that they are really available. And next year, we will start to optimize on numbers and pure facts. Uh, in terms of digital, of course, and we—I mean, the whole world is transforming into digital communication. So it is the important, the most important channel, I would say. So it is really this is this is just moving a company like this. It's like it's like really feeling you can you can have an impact here. That's great. That's just great. For sure. What? So, I, like you mentioned, you, you've had a quite a wealth of experience so far, and we've got a similar timeline. So I make no accusations about age or anything like that, because you and I, I are in no the same boat. The beard is saying the same, right? So you're, you're, yeah, the beard is the same. But yeah, and I'm thankful that this is an audio podcast and not a video <laughs> podcast when it goes out. I, one of the things that was interesting for me when we when we talk about some of the biggest influences on our career. It could be a person, it can be an action, it could be an organization. I found when when I, and I've mentioned this on previous episodes, when I graduated with my bachelor's degree in in public relations 20 years ago and went to work at a big London agency doing financial, personal finance PR, that that industry doesn't exist anymore. You know, I think with about two or three years of me entering the workplace, Facebook had taken over, started to democratize the media. Fleet Street started shutting down. So the newsrooms were shrinking. Regional newsrooms were having a decreased ad spend for print was going by the wayside. So so that kind of what I walked into that shift towards digitization, towards social media has for sure been a big influence on, on my progress and my journey as a marketer and a business leader. What's been some of the influences on your own career today? And like I said, it, it can be a person or a, a situation or both. Yeah, I mean, it's both. I, I thought about this question. There's a lot of influences because I take a lot of energy out of people who are passionate and inspiring. So yeah. This is part of me. But that there are two people and also a situation. When I look back, uh, when I started at the Deutsche Telekom, so the German Telekom in Austria at T-Online, I started as a marketing guy there. Okay. And I, I, I started and this company transformed in terms of 
there was a new CEO, some uh, managing director. When I started, there was somebody new there. And she's still one of my friends. I, I can call her, I guess, so So I'm shouting out to Alexandra now. Alexandra Reich, she took over. She came to me after three weeks. I started there and she said, Thomas, I know that you are in marketing, but you will, you will now switch to sales. I was, what was I, 21, 22, something like that. And I was, I hate sales. I said, I, I, in my mind, I said, no, sales is not what I can do. I was really, I'm a, I was afraid of situations, afraid of people. And then... And then there is this, this sentence describes it the best. I, I heard it from uh, Lionel Richie. Maybe somebody else is the original one. Life starts where you, uh, so where your comfort zone ends. So I took this challenge, right? And I got, so she's still, the way she's managing things, the, she inspired me to do that, to take this chance and to do it was, it was great. It was, I mean, she was at Deutsche Telekom. As, as, as a woman, you know that, that the development and the, to have this possibility for her is great. And I, I really loved working under her and I still love working with her today. And then, then she, I got a new head of sales. And the funny thing is she's called Reich. So it's rich in English and he was luck. So Glück. <laughs> and I had him for one year and he was, so he learned me everything you need to know about sales. So not talking, listening. So understanding the demand. So not, not only trying to make the next big sales, even if you have the, the, they, they will smell if you need money and you need to sell. You need, so really like fundamentals, right? So like tactics. Yeah. So, and no, this was these two guys without them. I would not, I'm not here where I am now. And there are, not, of course, a lot of other people's. Even my, I really have to say also my wife, she, she transformed something in, in me, which was necessary to reach this kind of level and possibility to go to Magna and say, guys, you need to do digital strategy now because it's not about a Google campaign, not about. So this is just a lot of, trend. but these two, in terms of what I am today, I would say they are, they, they were really the biggest influences. And I have a lot of sports guys like Michael Jordan is fascinating for me, Tom Brady, uh, of course, a couple of soccer guys, soccer, because everybody, so the Americans would not understand football here. Right way. But, so, so, I'm from I'm from Liverpool, so football is <laughs> one of my specialist subjects. We'll yeah, talk know, about I that know. when we finish. We'll talk know. about that when we finish recording. You know, I, I, I already told you I'm a, a Manchester United fan, so this is really, this is. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to bring that. That, that, that hurts. I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, no, but this is also... It's also something about passion, about winning, about competing. Um, and I really like that, that aspect of, of sports. And they are also inspiring people. But these two were really, I would say, the greatest game changers in my life. For sure. Now, you mentioned state taking the, the IKEA campaign from under the nose of some of the big global networks. That must be one of your proudest moments as a marketing it, professional. It was. It was. It was. It definitely so far. Was. <laughs> it, no, it, it, it was because it was really against all odds so the, the difference to magna here is of course magna and sps have a long long-term relationship already and we had we had the possibility to go in in there i had to fight for that uh, at ikea but but the, the the really proudest moment in my opinion was there was um, there's a, a a company selling electronics called media markt saturn they are in the dach region so also germany and uh, austrian germany i guess not switzerland and um when we stepped into this pitch, pitching not only for digital as a digital agency, but for the whole thing, so also TV and everything, and presented this concept, 
And I thought we could win that. And I was guess, like that close, I guess, to win it, even if we lost it, because I always say from a loss, you learn something, right? And I learned a lot of, of this. But the way I stepped in, I, I remember the speech. I, I was writing an email to my guys the day before. So stepping into this pitch was really, was really just great, right? So this is, uh, this was, and even if we lost it, this was the proudest moment. So I'm really interested to hear more about the current business now and moving into that area of your career and some of the work that they do. Can you just give us a little overview of, of SPS marketing? I know we, we started that at the top of the show, but interesting to hear kind of the, the values behind the business, what you guys set up to, to achieve and what's your role within that? Yes. So, so we are creative agency. I always say that we, we, when we, when I started three years ago, we started with SPS digital as an own company and we closed, we shut it down now and said, there's, there's no digital strategy, no digital communication concept and no regular one. This is one strategy, one concept. It is, it, the mindset must be like that. And I'm really happy we, 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 we did that, uh, we did that move. So we are coming from this creative part, starting to develop. So it's, it's really starting with the small things like developing logos for clients or uh, new product folders, uh, then trade show comp- concepts, uh, communication concepts, positioning, how a company is coming from. And there's always digital in there. Yeah. The main difference to the, to the, to the classic business we did before is that we step not only in the, the conceptual and the strategic part of digital marketing, but we also operate, operate it. So this is the, this is maybe the biggest change also from us now, but it helps us in the communication with the client. It really helps us in terms of we are talking about performance, about uh, optimization. And it's not only about the logo is not on the left side. It should be on the right side and a little bit bigger. We see the impact and we talk about numbers and impact. And this is really something which I guess also helps us growing as a company and then also our clients. The feedback is getting both sides. So the creative Mm -hmm. side of the feedback and the performance side of the feedback, which is Sometimes weird, but it's not the same. Sometimes you need to change something. You would not do that this way. And you see an impact and, 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 and a result, which is helping you more. And you're saying, okay, I would not have done that. I thought my target group is maybe different or different acting or reacting. So this is definitely what helps and change. Uh, I would say as I'm, I'm the guy for new business. So I'm also having a lot of contacts with potential new clients and, um, yeah. I mean, digital marketing itself and digital communication in B2B areas is still one of the hottest topics. It's 2023 and you would say, okay, normally it's more than 20 years in. It should be common, but it is not. And um, so it's for me, it's, it's this door opener. I want to grow this company, not only on this part, but it will grow on this part, of course, because it's a huge part as well. And I want definitely to grow us to companies being lead agencies and big clients, helping to develop their website strategy and then that strategy from the website to an inbound strategy to their trade shows and so on and their stickers in terms of where is marketing qualified, where is sales qualified. And I really, I, I really love and like that. And this is what we are, we are growing as a company in this direction. This is really, this is working out. It's just working out. I can say we transformed like every client in our portfolio. So existing clients, we, we could help to get in touch with digital marketing and then also getting the first campaigns, et cetera. And uh, we are winning new clients on, on this one as well. 
And I mean, I can see us as all, also the, in E3 network, my, my feeling is that there are a lot of companies, they want to grow and we are also like growing a little bit together more and more, even if we are different entities and uh, we are part of this growing philosophy. I not think that, that not growing, especially with these opportunities now with digital marketing, but also with AI, we need to understand these topics. We need to utilize it for us and for our clients. And we need to grow on this one, and we will. Where do you see how your own marketing as a business yourself fits into to that strategy? You mean uh, promoting SPS marketing and the services? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So obviously, no, I mean, we, it's always that the problem is in the priority. It's always getting so <laughs> there is a we internally we said SPS is a client. Okay, so we set up a team, etc. But still, of course, clients are the clients and then SPS is coming. This is a little bit bothering me in terms of I want to be uh, quicker in the market with the right topics and uh, we need to, to, to get that, that done. And we are talking constantly about that. So we will develop a way of constantly producing relevant content for relevant target groups to, to address the right things. And And I mean, this is our core business. We need to do that. So content... Content, how we develop content, how we address and, um, and we use us a little bit also for experimenting. So like, like AI and SPS. So there are pictures in the internet with me in like different kind of shapes, heads in the body of other people, et cetera. So we are doing that all the time and we can use that. And I guess. So SPS is now 30 years in the market. And there's also this, we have a kind of generational switch now. So the, the, the founders of SPS are slowly going into uh, retirement and the new generation. And I consider myself to the new generation now, not the young ones. Of course. Ones. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so taking over. And of course, this is also having an impact. So the, the speed and the drive and AI and new technology, because technology in general, it will... Technology will be always part of the development and 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 the way humans uh, will handle situations. And more and more, I guess it will happen. And also as an agency, you need to do that. Yeah, you need to yeah. utilize this. So I guess that that brings us nicely, and that probably ties into to my next question. In, in could you share some of your thoughts on the future of global marketing from from the role of technology or the role of innovation or whatever other trends that you can see are going to have an impact moving forwards for for us as marketing professionals yeah so the one thing is in general i guess what we proved already you guys prove it we prove it it's not necessary to have a global network so me having 20 other offices it it does not matter anymore why because technology and the speed behind it and the possibilities helping us to drive global strategy campaigns out of Linz. This is what the one thing. So technology will also always be part of that. And the, the trend is going just to be even more quicker, even more machine learning, even more data is what's, mm-hmm. what's, what's, what's coming up there. And I guess that, that, I mean, the biggest trend at the moment in terms of really trending for, creativity and the way creativity is maybe changing on this is of course artificial intelligence it's having having an impact i'm really glad that our company said okay we need to off so not not block it in our mindset this is stupid but really learn 
and I have uh, so we we, don't, we we did not even have dedicated team members. So there, the group of people constantly grew within our company because of there were a couple of people really passionate about the, this mm-hmm. topic and have own channels and own kind of uh, uh, platform where we exchange all this experience and trying to understand what and how it can help. But it, I, I have the feeling after programmatic advertising, which was a big change also in terms of the business model of my old company, AI could have the same or even bigger impact because it's not only about creativity. It will change sales. It will change the way of content is done or driven. The way of people and target groups will be searching through the internet. At the moment, we mm-hmm. all think Google is, so in the Western world, Google it is. Yeah. In, in, in China, it's Baidu and maybe China is not, the impact will be not that, that big in terms of this, but I can see Google missing a trend at the moment, which is awkward to see because they were trendsetters in, in the, in, on, on, on internet and digital for now 20 years. And I can see a kind of Nokia situation. So Nokia. Interesting. The biggest uh, Finnish uh, company in terms Mm -hmm. of mobile phones. When I was growing up, Nokia was 90% (laughs) in terms of market. And then Apple came with something everybody was laughing about and it changed it. It disrupted everything. And Nokia is, it's still here, but it's not, it's way not, it's somewhere. It's, it's, it's existing, but not, not the market dominance they had. And I, I, I'm really curious how, how Google can handle this situation. So I have really the feeling they missed a little bit of the trend coming up. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, they're big and of course big is difficult to navigate sometimes, but I always had the feeling they understand this and mm-hmm. they were on top of AI. But in the, if you, if you, if you, search through the internet and, and see the media coverage, etc. I have the feeling they are just some of the ones follow. And, and I, this is one of the, the sentences IKEA gave us, AdWords gave us this subline Explorer never follows from Adidas first never follows, Explorer never mm-hmm. follows. And it's the same here. They, they don't have this status anymore. This Explorer, this, this being the first on the topic. And that's fascinating for me to see. And, um, I can see AI being too powerful. If you miss that in terms of trend and development, it can harm your business. You can't imagine. I can see people in five, four years never not using Google anymore for searching. And it, it, that's not, it's not big news because Yahoo, when I was growing up, Yahoo was the biggest one. It wasn't Google. Yeah. There was no Facebook. I mean, yeah. there was no social media at all. So it, it, it's constantly happening. It's not that surprising for us dudes, but it's of course that uh, it, it, it can happen even for a big, big, big player that, uh, that Alphabet and, and, and Google is. And so, yeah, fascinating. Thomas, that has been a fantastic conversation and I knew I was going to enjoy this one. Before we, we sort of bring things to the close, What's next for SBS? What's next for you? Anything exciting coming up? Anything you can share that we can, we can promote? Yeah. So basically what, what we're doing at the moment is, of course, um, in terms of digital, we are really getting the whole, the whole aspects of digital and digital marketing and digital strategy, which is also new for us. Also new technologies. It's not only about outbound, it's inbound as well. And a lot of analytics coming out of our company more and more. Driving that, uh, it's not about the dashboard somewhere. It's really going into these numbers and these you know, analytic numbers. As I said before, I mentioned before, AI is a big driver here. So I see us really going into pitches and and, and developments using AI as a as a input 
input uh, source. Yeah, so this is basically the biggest one. And we are, like I said, we are growing. We are growing fast. We are looking into every way of growing as a company, every way, every aspect. So I, I, I heard Jordan saying they opened Bordeaux and they are looking into Dach region, etc. We are also constantly looking into these markets and seeing how we can uh, grow and getting bigger. Because I think it's more stability. Uh, we need to have this stable setup of company also. And it's it's not in waiting and it's not in decreasing, it's in growing. So these yeah. are the things we are looking and discovering at the moment. We'll include, um, if, if, if our listeners want to get in touch with you or want to get in touch with SPS, we'll include your website, we'll include your social media in all of the links. I believe, well, I know because I had a listen, you've just launched your own podcast as well. Where can people find that at the moment if they wanted to download it? Yeah, we launched it on, on Spotify. Um, we will constantly promote it as well. It's the first episode now, a couple of others uh, are uh, already uh, uh, done and uh, in the making. So on Spotify, the B2B Experience Hub podcast, it is uh, like our blog. We constantly uh, getting new content also on, on, on the blog as well. And uh, not only focusing on podcasts, but also on webinars and any other format which uh, we try to and want to discover at the moment. So a couple of things are upcoming here as well. Great. Well, be sure to let us know and we will link to them in the podcast notes. Thomas, thank you for your time. Thank you for your conversation. It's been a pleasure. I'm sure we can do another episode really soon because there's loads I want to talk to you about. But thanks again. And we'll talk again soon. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Radical Global Marketing Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. Join us next time for more insight, best practice case studies and shared experiences from some of the world's most radical global marketing leaders.